Protectors Toolkit, Christian safety and security made simple. I'm so glad you're joining us here tonight for another wonderful Warrior Wednesday. I'm so thankful to be with you all during these Warrior Wednesdays. Uh, it really blesses me to be uh, engaged with you. Uh, Ray Coates, I see you out there, brother. Man, you just you just bless me so much. You're always punctual, you're on time, and you're watching these. And so I just want to send a special shout out to you. So tonight's Warrior Wednesday, just another um, just another piece of information from us over here at Protectors Toolkit out to you. But let me start with a little Bible verse, which kind of guides and leads everything we do at Protectors Toolkit. In verse 18, 15, it says this, an intelligent heart acquires knowledge and the ear of the wise seeks knowledge. In the easy to read version of the Bible, it says it this way, and I like this, wise people want to learn more, so they listen closely to gain knowledge. And isn't that really what we should do, be doing for one another in church safety and security especially, is we should impart knowledge. We should be giving knowledge freely and fully so that people can protect their churches. They can uh, provide that good comfort, refuge, worship, and learning environment that people are coming through your doors for, and they can do it as safe as possible. So again, thank you all for joining us here at Warrior Wednesday, where we just like to give a little bit of a word to you there, and then we bring in uh, the training portion of this. So tonight, uh, I, I, I like this topic. I get a, I get questions on this topic quite a bit, actually, on, on what can we do or should we have uniforms for our church safety and security personnel? Should we be uh, ununiformed or not wearing a uniform or passive in our dress? Uh, or, should, or should we be in plain clothes? Guy, what is it that we need to do? And this is, again, this is one of those questions. It's right up there with, uh, should we be armed in our church or should we be unarmed in our church? Uh, you know, that's a different legal question that, that can be answered, but we'll have, a, we'll have a Warrior Wednesday on that as well. But for identifying our church protector team, should we do it? Should we identify our church protector team and then how should we do it? What are the ways that we should be identifying our team if we say we are going to do that? So, when we talk about identifying our church protector team, there's three main there's three main ways you can do that. Number one, you can have a uniform team. Uh, that's where everybody is wearing the same sort of uniform or dress. Uh, maybe it's the same sport coat. Uh, maybe it's a, a shirt that says security on it or safety team or protector team or I'm a warrior, whatever you want to put on there, but they're all wearing the same uniform and you cannot mistake them for anybody else uh, on, on the leadership team. So that's one way to do it is a full, full on uniform. Another way is plain clothes or passive. Uh, do we want to just, uh, however we normally dress for church, whatever the uh, demographics and dynamics of our church are is what we're going to wear. And then that's how we're going to operate. Now, both of these have good pros and cons, and we're going to explore those here tonight. But there's the, the third one is an amalgamation or a combination. Uh, are we going to have some uniform and some plain clothes? And that's that's what some churches do as well. You know, I know Pastor Hagee's church. I've been down there a couple of times. Pastor Hagee's church, boy, his uh, his security, obviously, in a, in a church that size, uh, he has uh, on-duty law enforcement that work there at the church, assigned extra duty. Uh, he also has... Um, uh, uniformed security guards. He has a guard force that he has employed there at his location. And then he also has plain clothes uh, or, or um, passive uh, guards that uh, work there as well. So you can certainly get by with all three. So there are definitely pros and cons with that. So it's either uniformed is one way to go. Uh, plain clothes is the other way to go or an amalgamation or a combination 
uh, of the two. Some are uniform, some are not. Um, so let's let's look at some of the pros and cons about that. If you know, if you're going to have a uniform for your team, there are going to be some benefits for that. Number one, you're going to be easy to identify. Everybody in your church will be uh, readily available to identify you. They can see you. They can seek you out. And if there is a need that, that, that exists, they can come find you and get engaged with you that way. So some benefits there for sure. Uh, obviously, um, when you have that, that sort of overt, uh, that uniform presence, it also is, it will turn some criminals off maybe. They see that there is safety and, and security there at the church, and that may be off-putting to them, which is definitely what we want. We, if you're there for good things and good intentions, we definitely want you coming through our doors. But if you're there for ill will or ill intent, then we want you to see us. We want to be highly visible, and we want you to turn away from that and go elsewhere because we are not a soft target. Um, for it, so if you want a visual deterrence a uniform is definitely the way to go if it's only a visual deterrence that you are looking for and you can achieve that a lot of times through uh, maybe hiring off-duty sheriff's deputies or off-duty law enforcement uh on their days off or on, not on their shift normally and they can be there in a good uniform presence or you can uniform your team you can have a shirt or a typical uniform uh some way to indicate that you're part of a safety and security or a protector team you can do it that way and that gives you a good visual deterrence for law enforcement i'll tell you what having a uniform team there everybody wearing the same thing easily recognizable that's going to be good for law enforcement who are responding uh to your calls for service whether it's a medical call or a bigger crisis like an active shooter uh, they know uh automatically that you're part of the leadership or some sort of uh, engaged party within the church that has some sort of say so within the church when they see the uniform and uh just as a reminder or just a tip for you all if you're going to do this if you're going to be uniform then make sure we invite the police the sheriff department anybody that could normally be responding to a crisis at our church invite them over show them who they should be looking for when they arrive show them uh, what to look for to know who to engage with who to liaison with for the church who's going to be the best people to liaison with you definitely want to make sure they see the uniform know what it looks like and they know that they can find those people and those people will have intimate knowledge about the location they're excuse me arriving to now having a uniform even a uniform presence like like a law enforcement officer it may be off-putting to some in your congregation Think about how we've been attending church for years and years and years. If you have uh, people that have been, um, that have been, uh, the 80 year old woman has been going to your church for 100 years. Listen, folks, I'm in law enforcement. I'm not good at math, but it somehow works out. If she's been going to church and attending church in a certain way, but then all of a sudden there's a huge law enforcement presence at the church or somewhat, there's a huge uniform presence of safety and security in church. If we don't handle that the right way, if we don't expose it to the congregation in the right way, that could be very off putting to some people. You know. Uh, we, we sometimes suffer in the safety and security space. We sometimes suffer from the curse of knowledge where we know what we're doing and we know why we're doing it, but the people what we're doing it for may not know the answer there and they may not understand that. So it's our job to educate them. So if we're going to just start showing a uniform presence, we want to make sure we integrate it and implement it in a way that is not off-putting to the congregants, to the visitors, to the guests that are attending our church. Um, it will be, if you are in a uniform, it will be necessarily, it will be hard to monitor suspicious activity uh, from a close proximity. You may be able to see something from a distance, but getting close to it and monitoring suspicious activity will be very hard. The criminal element, uh, they tend to not want to be around law enforcement or people that are in authority with a safety and security authority. So it, it'll be hard to monitor that suspicious activity to figure out if something is good or bad 
Um, so just be aware of that if you are going to have a uniform presence uh, at your church, whether it's law enforcement, sheriffs, or your team is in a full uniform that lets everybody know we are part of safety and security, that monitoring suspicious activity will be a little bit difficult for you. And also, if you are going to have uniform team members, your protector team is going to be uniformed or you have law enforcement there on campus as part of your safety and security plan, then it is going to be very hard uh, to hide the location of your protector team. If you're wearing a readily recognizable uniform, the law enforcement wearing a, a uniform that's easily recognizable, then you are definitely going to give away a lot of your plan and where people are placed and the things that they are watching. So just be aware of that. Some of the some of the um, the things to be aware of if we are going to implement a uniform. Uh, it is great for a visual deterrence, like I said but it will be hard to monitor suspicious activity. Um, it will help you liaison with law enforcement easily uh, in that regard, but also it does give real-time intelligence to criminals of where you are and what you're watching, and it may help them actually engage in criminal activity in your church. So just be aware of that. That's for the uniform side of things. Um, if we're gonna go plain clothes or we're gonna be passive in our appearance, uh, we're going to wear something maybe uh, like I'm wearing tonight. This is typical for me to wear in my church. Uh, I would wear a sport coat like this with a, with a button-down shirt. Um, so if we're going to be passive like this, there are some pros and cons to that as well. We can necessarily uh, closely or get closer to suspicious activity, and we can monitor that a lot more easily when we're dressed like everybody else uh, in the vicinity or in the congregation. We look like all the guests and the visitors and the congregants that are coming to our church. We can get a little bit closer to suspicious activity. Um, it will be easier for us to engage in that all-important aggressive hospitality when someone just gives us a spidey sense or a gut instinct that maybe we want to get involved with that person, they kind of look out of place maybe a little bit, it will be easier for me to approach them in this manner, in this in this uh, dress right here, than it would be maybe in a uniform, having a police officer approach them or having a uniform safety and security team member approach them. That could be off-putting to that person when maybe they just really want a direction somewhere. So I can engage more easily in aggressive hospitality, stick my hand out. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. I'm glad you're here. Looks like you're new. Can I guide you somewhere? Can I give you some help? A lot easier for me to do that uh, without having a uniform on sometimes. Uh, it will be more difficult when you're dressed like this, you're passive or you're plain clothes. It'll be more difficult to gain real-time intel on, on who's on the security team, uh, who's on the safety team, who's watching, and where are they placed. So another pro there for sure, when we are wearing plain clothes or passively dressed like this, then we can it's very hard for the criminal element to figure out who we are and where we are stationed and what uh, what our capabilities are. So another pro there. Uh, we will be, uh, as far as the congregants, the guests, the visitors, it's pretty much out of sight, out of mind. We look like everybody else uh, in the church, as attending the church. We look like the majority of people there, so we won't stand out as much. And it will be uh, less off-putting to some people that we look like everybody else. We have a concealed firearm or something like that, maybe. So um, it's a it's a lot easier to get away with that and not be off-putting to somebody. Uh, it doesn't send the wrong message maybe to the congregation that, yeah, we definitely have to have safety and security here. Well, we know that as protectors. Again, it's that curse of knowledge, but they may not know that. And it's just that quiet comfort that is behind them that they never maybe even know about. Um, so it is a lot easier for you to be out of sight and out of mind in that regard. Um, it also will be easier for you to shadow or tail somebody or, or follow somebody. You know, the, the example I typically give is, um, you know, our, our job as protectors, we're not supposed to stand in the way of anyone's salvation. So if that means that uh, child molesters 
are coming to your um, uh, to your church, our jobs again is not to stand in the way of their 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 salvation, but our job is is to stand in the gap between them and children, right? So we have to be able to follow them, and maybe it is covertly that we follow them, we shadow them, or we tail them. Uh, if you if you come to our church, you you get a tail, you get followed. If we uh, once we recognize uh, that there's a risk there, and you don't get access to certain areas of our church. Uh, you certainly don't get access to the children's area of our church and you everywhere you go will be monitored again we're not in the in the way of your salvation or your worship uh, that you're coming for uh, but we are in the way of you getting access to kids uh, under those circumstances so a lot easier for me to do that even though i would wear an earpiece uh, connected to my radio i can easily tuck that down in my collar and i can passively monitor the radio while aggressively or or shadowing somebody that i'm trying to monitor that i want to just follow around the church and make sure they're not going in places they shouldn't go so a little bit easier there uh you know i have a great example of that i did a risk assessment uh at a church in san antonio uh as a matter of fact i and the the one day the sunday that i show up i call it secret shopper sunday when i show up i attend your service like i'm just a guest so I want to see everything that's going on at church. I want to see how people arrive, how people depart, how you handle kids, how you handle money, all those things I'm looking for. But on that particular day when I showed up, uh, the head of safety and security for the team, he came over to me and said, hey, we don't have enough people here today, but we have uh, someone who stands out to us, what we call a JDLR, just don't look right, or a person of interest. Uh, can you monitor this person? And because I'm dressed like this, it was very easy for me to get engaged, follow that person around, uh, engage with that person in some aggressive hospitality of my own and figure out that, you know, they were there for good reasons and good intentions. Uh, they, there was a language barrier. They didn't speak the language. They only spoke Italian. Uh, and uh, they came to this church, which was a predominantly black church, uh, but they were a white person coming there because it's the closest church within walking distance and they didn't have an American driver's license. So a lot of things to figure out there. I was able to figure them out just because I was in plain clothes or passively dressed uh, and I could easily engage and follow that person around, uh, shadow them without them figuring out that I'm part of the safety and security team. Gathered a whole bunch of intel about that person, was able to give it to the team, and they had actionable intel that they needed to make good decisions. So again, there are pros and cons to both the uniform or passive or plain clothes dress and an amalgamation. You know, with plain clothes, uh, you you I like this, I like the option of plain clothes or passive, but I, I also think there's an amalgamation you can do there and you should do there. Um, we talked about this on a Warrior Wednesday before on setting up the rings of security. When you have your parking lot team set up out there, they need to be in some sort of uniform, easily, readily identifiable, high visibility yellow, high visibility orange, and a lot of aggressive hospitality from them. I want them to be seen because that is the first line of defense. And I want people who are there for bad intent, for ill intent, uh, for bad reasons. I want them to see that we have people looking into their car, looking them in the face as soon as they come in the parking lot. So we'll put them in that high visibility yellow. That's a safety precaution just for them being out in the parking lot as it is, but it's also to get eyes on them so people can see that we are watching, we are paying attention, and you just passed your first ring of security. Okay, so an amalgamation there. If you are going to go plain clothes or passive uh, in your dress, make sure that we uh, put our parking lot personnel in high visibility vests, maybe hats too, that they stand out and that we there's no bones about it that we are paying attention to you. Yes, 
for the majority of people, it looks like we're just waving and welcoming you to church. But for those ones, the lone wolves, the ones that stand out, uh, the clowns that, that want to come and cause some disruption to our service, to our people, we want to stand out to them for sure with that aggressive hospitality. So an amalgamation there. Um, it's going to be important if you're going to be passively dressed to be able to identify your team in some way, in some fashion. Just because I'm dressed like this doesn't mean I don't need to be able to identify myself, not only to the leadership of the church, uh, but also to all other team members that are support members, maybe, maybe it's a child, uh, the Sunday school ministry, they need to identify me. I can't just walk in there uh, and take a measurement of what's going on in any given area without a, a official identification. Also, um, if the ushers and greeters, if I'm out in the parking lot looking in cars, uh, checking for various things, they need to be able to readily identify me. Think about if you have multiple services, how easy it would be to, uh, to dismiss somebody who was on the team if they were just dressed like this and had no way to identify them whatsoever through a name badge or something like that. When we have ways to identify ourselves, number one, we're, we're, we're hitting our main mission, which is to promote customer service. That's what our main mission is here as a church safety and security protector, right? So we promote customer service by being able to be identified. So if an usher and greeter says, uh, has a question or someone has a question of them and they need to forward it on to the safety and security team, they can find somebody that's on that team quickly and get that customer the help that they need, point them in the right direction. It also prevents confusion. Uh, like I said, if you have multiple services or you have people that can only make a service one time out of a month, if, if um, it removes that confusion that this person is on the safety and security team or he is serving in a role uh, that is a support element of the church safety and security team. So it removes that confusion. We don't want any sort of confusion like that, especially if I'm directing someone uh, who's in an armed, unarmed capacity to go over to the children's uh, wing or the, or the Sunday school wing and just monitor some activity over there. The people that are trained over there should be watching for that and they should see some identifying um, uh, telltale signs that that person is an official in an official capacity over there. It also gives peace of mind to your leadership team uh, when you do it. It gives peace of mind that I know who's working, I know who's here for good, and I know we have a lot of eyes on, and we're going to have a great uh, atmosphere uh, of safety while we have our comfort, refuge, worship, and learning our our services going on. So one of the ways that we've done that at Protectors Toolkit, and after this, I'm going to give you five. Uh, reasons why to identify your team, however you want to identify. But one of the ways, uh, reason, things we came up here with the Protectors Toolkit was these lanyards. And you can see this one clearly says warrior on it because, again, you all are warriors. And I say that uh, without hesitation because if you're there at your church protecting somebody, you're a warrior like no other. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name that says right up in Exodus. And we understand we're made in his image and we're there to protect the church and make sure that people can uh, come to church in a safe environment. Well, we are a warrior. So red, red is the lanyard we have for our armed team members. If you are an armed team member, then you'll have the red lanyard on. It's easy to identify you, but everybody in the church doesn't need to know who you are. This just tells the people who need to know, the people on the team, the support elements, the leadership of the church, this is an armed member of our team. He has, an, he has a firearm with him. He's qualified to carry it in our church, and if we need that capability, that's where we're going to go. We also have these with, uh, you can put your own ID badges in there, or we'll give you a download you can use. Uh, for your ID badges. We also have the green, uh, the blue lanyard. This is for our medical teams. For our medical team members, it's, we want to be able to easily and readily identify them as well. So we want, if we need medical help, we need medical intervention, we find someone with a blue lanyard. I can easily, I can easily direct somebody to go get 
a someone with a blue lanyard that's a medical team person go find someone with a blue lanyard and get them engaged in whatever i need them engaged with if we can't call them over the radio we also have our our yellow lanyard this is for our unarmed team members our yellow lanyards for unarmed per, uh, people on our team this can be um, someone who is in a safety and security role maybe up in the uh, sound booth up and running the cameras or just out there making sure we have some good aggressive hospitality out in the parking lot moving around out there but they're not quite uh, ready to be on the arm team or they're just not necessary to be on the arm team so an unarmed capability and uh, last but not least we have our green lanyards and this is for our warriors our uh, our team members that are ushers and greeters and support personnel they have training and they will they will be ones that we go to to help us do lockdown if we need to do lockdown uh, they'll be the ones that are uh, dealing with kids if we need to get kids sheltered in place stuff like that they'll have a green lanyard so very easy again with all these lanyards you can see the team members um, we'll be able to easily and readily identify them as we go through our day-to-day -day operations at the church uh, and all the missions that we deal with. I can find an armed person. I can find an unarmed person if I need them. I can find an usher, a greeter, a support personnel, and I can find medical personnel quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I don't have to broadcast it to the whole church. I don't have to have a shirt on that says safety and security or medical personnel. The people who need to know, the support personnel, the leadership of the church, and everybody on the team will know that way through those lanyards. Uh, and so we'll be able to readily identify ourselves. So if we are going to go plain clothes or passive and dress like that, we have to have something like this to be able to help our team members. Also, this is great for law enforcement when they're arriving on scene. They can find somebody with a red lanyard. They'll see the red lanyard and, OK, this is an armed person on the team or this is a person in a support role or usher greeter. But this is somebody who's been trained in safety and security for this building. So it's easy for the for the law enforcement to identify us as well, which is almost just as important as anything else we do in church safety and security. So let's talk about five reasons uh, why we would want to identify with lanyards or something like that. Our church protector team members, obviously, you know, you heard some of the benefits there. Number one is customer service. It is absolutely customer service what we do. And this helps us focus on the job, which is customer service. When we have ways to identify each other, we're helping the customer every step of the way, whether it's a guest, a member, uh, or a visitor to our church. If they need medical help, I'll find someone quickly with a blue lanyard, right? I'll find somebody that with a blue lanyard, I'll be able to identify them quickly and we'll get them the help that they need. If they just need ushers or greeters help, if they need unarmed personnel help, or heaven forbid we need armed personnel help, we will be able to identify those people quickly and get the best customer service out there as possible. So what else? How about it's a perk of the job? Listen. Whether you show up to your church safety and security mission and you show up early and they have some bagels there for you or some fruit or a breakfast burrito, that's one of the perks of the job, right? That you go behind the scenes, you get your, your stuff ready for the day, you get your radio, you get your lanyard put on and you get ready for the day. That's a perk of the job. But also a lanyard makes us a team. It puts us together and it is a perk of the job when we start recognizing people and their roles and we give them training you've earned the lanyard you see what i'm saying when you've gone through all the requirements to be on the church safety and security team or be a support member of the church safety and security team then you earn your lanyard that's how it works and when people earn things they feel better about themselves listen most people are uh, are out there are volunteers for us i see you out there shane i sure love you joining us brother uh, tell your beautiful wife I said hi as well. But when people are serving us, we want to serve them as well. And so when you earn your lanyard, that makes people feel good about themselves. It's a perk of the job that we get. That we give them a lanyard, give them a way to identify themselves as earning this 
position on the church safety and security team. It also builds, number three, it builds a sense of belonging, right? So we are, by and large, working with all volunteer teams. Even the leadership are all volunteer teams. So we need to coalesce. We need to come together. This is not an easy mission. How many times uh, as church safety and security, if you only have one sermon, have you missed the whole sermon? You didn't get fed the way you needed to get fed so you could make sure everybody else in that church did. They got to hear from the pastor. They got to hear the message. They got to hear the word for the day. They got to uh, to be involved in worship, right? So you didn't. You sacrificed. But we're coming together as a unit, as a team, and we have a sense of belonging. When we share something like that, wearing our lanyards and we see one another, we're showing that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that we're coming together for the greater good for our church. We're sacrificing some of ourselves to make sure that people that are showing up to our church can get everything that they want, okay? Number four, it's a mutual growth thing for us. So people wearing a uniform or parts of a uniform or lanyards like we just talked about or insignia for our church, we're caring more about our contemporaries and our colleagues at this point. We recognize the sacrifice that you went through. If I had to go through training to be an armed protector and you come onto our team and I see you earn the red lanyard, I know you and I went through some of the same fire. If you went through that two-day of firearms class and I went through the two-day of firearms class, we're building that mutual growth within our teams. It's a respect thing that we're growing. and We care about each other now as a team. And when we start caring more about each other, we're way better at our job. When we don't have all this friction inside, uh, he did this, she did that, and all this kind of backbiting that sometimes, unfortunately, impacts our church and impacts these teams, we coalesce, we come together, and it's a mutual growth that we have then. We've had to earn something together. We went through some sort of fire together, so we grow together. And number five, it's for overall safety. To wear a uniform or some sort of insignia like the lanyard, uh, it's just for overall safety is what it is. Uh, it makes a more unified response. Now I know if I have to go into lockdown, those people with the yellow lanyard, those people with the green lanyard, I know without a shadow of a doubt that they are going to be directly involved in locking down the doors that they were assigned to lock down. And I can get into my role that I need to get into because I know their capability. I know their level of training. Uh, they're part of the team. They're part of the overall big picture for us. And it also now lets law enforcement know, hey, we have capability on scene. If you see someone with a lanyard, they've been trained to a certain standard and you can expect help from them. You can expect guidance from them and you can expect them to do exactly what you asked them to do because that's what they were trained to do. So it, it creates a more unified response and it lends to the overall safety and security of our church. When we wear these, uh, these identifying lanyards uh, or other insignia that you have for your church, we want to be able to make sure that we're building all of this within our church. So. That's what I have for you tonight, talking about how to identify your team. Again, what I said, there was three main ways you can go. You can go with a full-on uniform, whether it's law enforcement, sheriff's deputies, or constables or something like that, or you have a uniform for your team that says safety and security, uh, warrior, protector, whatever you want to put on there, but everybody's wearing the same thing. Or uh, the other option is to go passive or to go plain clothes, where you dress sort of like this, where a sport coat or whatever uh, is appropriate for your church, your location. Uh, and the makeup of your community, how you normally attend church, you would just dress uh, in plain clothes, blend in with the congregation, uh, pros and cons to both of those, and then there's an amalgamation, or there is a, co a combination of the two. Uh, some people are in uniform, and some people are not in uniform. Again, pros, cons, benefits, 
to to all of those and so you have to figure out what's best for your church if you need some help with that if you want to talk through that we're always here at Protectors Toolkit to help you make decisions like that. You can schedule schedule a needs assessment with us. If you go up to the top of the Facebook page, there's a button right there, uh, schedule a call, and we'll make sure we get on a phone with you and discuss what are the needs for your church, what do you want to accomplish, your goals and objectives, and we'll help you through that every step of the way. So if you're new here and you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button and turn on notifications so you can get notified whenever more videos like this come out. Make sure you go check out our brand new, I'm really happy to announce this, we have a brand new podcast called A Word and a Weapon. What do I do with the podcast? Well, number one, it's just what it says. I come in with a word, something from the Bible, something that impacted me that day or that week that I use for my personal life. We'll talk through that, and then I'll give you a weapon on the backside of that, something you can use for your everyday Christian life for safety and security. It's not going to be necessarily geared to just Christian church protectors. It's going to be uh, geared towards us as Christians out in the world, out in our flesh, how we can be more safe and secure in our everyday. It's not easy. It's not hard to get into. It's on every platform out there that you listen to your podcast on. It's on, it's, uh, on Google. It's on iTunes. Go see Word and a Weapon out there. Hit, hit the button to subscribe to that. And then also make some fun comments about it if you like it and you want some more of that content. That's the only way we know. And the only way uh, we get that feedback is, is the way that we grow. Don't forget to go to the membership site. Oh, Protectors Toolkit membership site. Come on, go over there. Here's, here's the deal. For $10, I'll give you a promo code right now. Warrior Wednesday. That's it. Warrior Wednesday, all one word. Type that into the promo code area for $10 a month. You'll get access to the membership site, how to build, develop, and grow your church protector team. Tons of content information in there, uh, tons of videos going up in there, everything that we do uh, to help churches around the country grow, build, develop, and lead their teams is in there for you. The other biggest benefit in there is monthly training. You, don't, you no longer have to figure out what you're gonna train on month to month. It is dropped in there for you in an easy to digest format. It's in there in PowerPoints for your leadership so you can put it up on a screen. It's in there in lesson notes so you can give it out to your team and then you can go over it as a team. You can pre-schedule that and get your training done. That way it's very easy. You no longer have to pick your brain or figure out what you're gonna train on for that month. It's in there in the membership site. For our members, if you are already a member of Protectors Toolkit membership site, the brand new hip pocket training is coming out tomorrow. Hip pocket training, what is it? I'm not gonna tell you, you gotta be a member to, to get this. It comes out randomly, sporadically, and I put out just little pieces of information you can take with you in your day-to-day. -day. Sometimes I drop videos in there, things like that. Go figure that out, get into the membership site. I just gave you Warrior Wednesday as a code. Get in there for $10. It's easy to get out. If you don't like it, get back out of that thing, all right? Now, everybody else out there, find us on all of our social media out there, whether it's YouTube, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Twitter, all the social medias out there. Uh, go find us, subscribe to us, like us, and most importantly, Warriors, most importantly, my brothers and sisters, go share the word. Share all this free training that we give you out there because sharing is caring, and that's what we're supposed to be doing for one another. If this blessed you tonight, if anything we've done at Protectors Toolkit blessed you, please share it. That's the only way we grow within Protectors Toolkit. Keep submitting your comments. Uh, if I see comments coming, I'll continue to answer those. I see Sarah and, Roy and Leonard and Christine. Thank you for joining us here at Protectors Toolkit on Warrior Wednesday tonight. And as always, as I say, keep them safe.